Hey everybody, welcome to episode 16 of Did We Just Become Best Friends? Yep. You waiting for that beer? No, I was just waiting to see what you were going to say. <laughs> I was just watching you wait for me, so I figured I'd just wait longer. Alright, well, yeah. Also, it's not a beer. It is 4pm. Come on, this is like a... This is a Aldi brand seltzer, sparkling oh. water. Oh, okay. My I'm apologies. not an alcoholic, Brandon. Yeah, okay. <laughs> uh, today we're going to be talking about Butch Cassidy and the Sundance Kid. What a film. What a fun time to to just just to have. It's a fun time to watch. It really was. I, I got to complain about something real quick. Go for it. Uh, so as you know, I mm-hmm. just finished the movie like 20 minutes ago. Sure. Because that's what I always do. And so I, I open up Hulu, and I go to my, my stuff, as it's called on Hulu, and I go to Butch Cassidy and the Sundance Kid, and when I click on it, it gives me two options, remove from my stuff or like or dislike. And I was like, what the heck? Where's the play button? Where? How do I watch it? It's, it's not there. It wasn't there. Hey, I figured that out when I had to watch it. Ugh, well, I don't understand because like it must have been on Hulu last Sunday when I said, "Hey, let's watch that." Because I checked, mm-hmm. and then they took it off in a week, so I had to go watch it on Amazon, and Amazon had ads during it. I, which, I, yeah, I'm aware. I, I was, I watched it too. I had the uh, same experience. Oh my god, that was the most infuriating thing. It like the ads were placed in the worst possible positions half the mm-hmm. time. It like cut lines in half that I had mm-hmm. to wait 90 seconds to see how the line was finished it like there were beautiful scene transitions that were replaced with what's her name from SNL she's like I don't even hate McKinnon oh my gosh yeah what are those ads those are the most obnoxious that's that's the worst thing that I've ever seen yeah. in my eyes and I, I just gotta say this is not a movie that deserves to have ads Mm-mm. especially like four or five times throughout like that that really upset me, and um, I have made a vow to buy this movie on Blu-ray, so I never have to do that again. So I'm gonna do that. I'm gonna I'm gonna go to the store and I'm gonna buy it. I'm gonna Good. put it on my movie shelf, and there it will sit. So Very I nice. Watch it again. Okay. Sorry. Just had to get that out of the way. It just that really upset me today. No, it was bothersome. So I'm sorry that you had to do that too. I really thought that it was on Hulu, and um, I suppose in the grand scale, I think it's 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 fine. Yeah, but still, like that's just not not the experience that you want, you know. It's definitely an, an annoyance uh, yeah. at the time. <sighs> yeah. Anyway, uh, how have you been? What's going on? What's new? I've been good. This week I did a little bit of wedding party planning for my brother's wedding, which is coming oh. up at the end of the month. Nice. So I'm leaving Reno in two days again, okay. and then I'm gonna have to come. I'm gonna have to come right back up. Oh, jeez. Why don't you just stay for a few more days? I mean, it would be like three more weeks. Oh, it's literally uh, the last day of the month. Okay. I thought, okay, I understand. Yeah. Yeah, that is frustrating. I'm just, I'm just coming and going all, all times of the year. Yeah. Yeah. You know, that's the thing. You got to, got to see your family. Yeah. Ugh. You can also just move really far away from your family and then not have to see them as often. I mean, I know it's not like the family that you're upset about, but just the travel in general is like, I don't, I don't do it because I'm like, oh, that's a nine-hour drive. I can't do that, you know? Mm-hmm. I mean, it is a nine-hour drive for me also. Oh, I see. But, mm. you know, I do it. Yeah. Well, good for you, you know? Yeah. That's a hell of a trip. Yeah, it's a long one. But, I mean, oh. at least Jersey and I always do it together so we can trade off driving. 
Yeah, that's nice. I drove to Nashville like in February by mm-hmm. myself. Well, with with my dog. But like he's terrible company in the car, you know. <laughs> he's not very conversational. He drools. He's kind of a wreck. But yeah, it's a it's a rough a rough journey. And then when I was in I went to school in North Carolina, like that was a 14-hour drive. I had to make that mm-hmm. so many times. You know, to and from Thanksgiving and then Christmas right after and then Mm-mm. spring. It was just like it was a nightmare. So I, that's when I got into podcasts. Yeah. Yeah. They're good for long drives. For sure. Well, what podcast do you listen to other than this one? Of course, several oh, times. Obviously, I listen to this one yeah. every every week while I'm editing it and then I put <laughs> it out. I probably should listen to it like again once I finish editing it, but I don't. Yeah. Like, I just listened to the whole thing. It's probably fine. Yeah. But other than this, I listened to Not Another D&D Podcast. Okay. Which is a comedy, actual play, D&D podcast. Yeah, I've heard of that one. It's a lot of fun. Makes me makes me chuckle. Who Who's on it? Is it, like, anyone I would know? It's a bunch of old college humor people. Okay. So, I don't know if you ever watched Jake and Amir. Oh, yeah, for sure. Jake from Jake and Amir. Nice. Drawfee, which is a YouTube channel that split off from College Humor. One of the original guys from that, Caldwell Tanner, is on it. Uh, Emily Axford, who was on Adam Ruins Everything for the first couple seasons. Okay. The DM is her husband, who was also a college humor guy, but I didn't ever watch anything that he did. Gotcha. Did you ever watch Harmon Quest? Yes, I watched the first season of that. That was a lot of fun. Was it? I, I watched the pilot, I think, but I do that a lot. I watch a lot of pilots and then just like forget about them, so mm-hmm. that was one of them. But I've seen some clips... And it looks really funny. Yeah, it is a lot of fun, and they bring in a guest star every week. Yeah, that's cool. A lot. It's, I like. I I never got to watching the second season, but I do want to. Yeah, I tried to get into D and D a few times, and it's just never really worked out. Like, not that like we played in high school once, and that mm-hmm. was fun, but no one really knew what we were doing. Like, we didn't have anyone to like. We were all trying to figure it out, mm-hmm. so that was kind of a nightmare. And then I played again with some friends from work like right before the pandemic so we started a quest or whatever and then just never finished it so i don't know it's kind of it's kind of frustrating i can't get like i've tried to get into D, mm-hmm. but i can't it's also just kind of time consuming you know yeah i mean it's a pretty much a weekly commitment if you're gonna right. if you're gonna do it right i've never been able to find a group that i could do it with yeah but I, I'd, I'd, I'd like to give it a try yeah I think it would be. I think it would be a, a whole lot of fun. I think so too. Did I talk to you last week about me and my uh, my not brother in law playing magic? I can't remember if I talked no, to you about that. Okay, not. so we we bought magic cards, and it was my doing. I instigated the whole thing because mm-hmm. you know, like I used to be heavily addicted to Magic the Gathering in like high school and college. Uh, and it was really bad. So it got to a point where I just sold all of my cards because like I I can't do this anymore. And mm-hmm. <laughs> like, it was a straight up addiction. So like I've I've had some cards. Like I'll buy like the dual decks or whatever every now and then, or at least I did for a little while. And like those were fun because like you know you don't have to get into like the collecting aspect of it. You just buy the thing and play them. But Mikey would never play with me. So I, I roped her brother in law in to play with me. And now he's like gotten addicted to it he, he like went out and bought more cards and i told mm-hmm. him i was like this is it like we bought like those little it was like a 40 dollar box you can get that comes with like <laughs> 10 packs and some lands so you could like make a deck or two out of that mm-hmm. and so we did that and then he went out and bought like two more of those and a bunch of <laughs> other stuff and i was like dude i'm not doing it with you like i can't yeah, gotta I be can't. careful with that it's a very slippery slope 
I never played any uh, Magic, but tell me uh, what, I think this is accurate to Magic the Gathering, what color deck did you like to play? When I was deep into it, I played a uh, uh, red-green monsters deck. So it was red and green, and it just had a bunch of big, fat monsters that just, like, trampled over shit and and just like that was the whole point of the deck and it was mm-hmm. really fun and it, for a little while for a very short amount of time it was really good mm-hmm. and so i like had i had a lot of fun doing that at like friday night magics and just kind of stomping on people but yeah it's i don't know i don't know like it's so it's so weird when you get into like competitive magic like not that i was very competitive i went to one pro tour qualifier and didn't get very far mm-hmm. but you, like there, there are like three or four decks that just kind of run the place, you know, and like everyone mm-hmm. will just build those decks. If you're playing like standard format, which is like the most uh, up to date cards, basically, and they mm-hmm. just kind of rotate out. There are a bunch of other different formats of Magic, but like each one is kind of, I don't know, they're all different. But if you play standard, which is like when you get into Magic, that's usually what you do because you have the newest cards rather than all the old cards that aren't in rotation anymore. And so there would just be a couple of decks that just everyone has and everyone plays. And I never like to do that. I always like to buy cards, like buy packs or whatever, and then like see what cards I got. And with those cards, I would make my deck. Um, I also didn't have a ton of money. Sure. But at some point, I bought a play set, which is like four of one card, of like these two different really fancy cards that everyone was playing in like these red green monsters deck. Mm. And I became what I hated. But it worked, you know? I just, like, I stomped on people for a while, and it felt really good. And then I just started spending all of my money on it. And then at some point, I had to call it quits. And I I never looked back, except for pretty frequently, actually. (laughs) Uh, What about you? What was your week like? Um, what did I, I just worked a lot, I think, I'm like back sure. to the grind, you know? Gross. Yeah, I, I'm, I'm struggling with my YouTube channel right now, I'm like, I'm like in this weird phase where uh, the videos that I'm making are like pretty good, and I think that if I were to keep doing the same sort of thing, that it could, it could like, you know, pick up some steam potentially, mm-hmm. which is great, you know, I'm like finding a niche, but the problem is that I hate that. And I, I sure. don't want to do it. So now I'm like trying to figure something else out again. And it's kind of frustrating. That's my creative, current creative struggle. And then other than that, we're just prepping Cobblestone 7 along, which is well, yeah. going to be fun. We're hoping to shoot that at like the end of September. Nice. And then I'll be done with that project for good. That's the finale? It's the last one. Seven episodes. Yeah, and it's a doozy, too. This one is, like, 42 pages long, so it's going to be, like, 45 minutes or something. Like, it's like an episode of TV, you know? Yeah, it's a full, not even a half hour. That's a full hour of television. Yeah, put some put some ads in there. Put some ads in there? You got you got yourself some programming. That's airing on FX this Friday Boom. night at 7 or p.m. Or FXX. Probably. Probably FXXX. <laughs> Oh, that's that's the dirty one. We yeah, that's the that dirty one. one. <laughs> I mean, maybe you could you you throw a couple peens in there. Mm-hmm. Maybe you could get it there. I don't know. Oh, speaking of peens, um, <laughs> yeah, we, we went to see this movie called Zola in uh at the theater on Saturday. Okay, have you heard of this movie? I have not, but I did have a great aunt whose name was Zola. Really, Z O L A. Z O L A. Is that short for something or what is it? I, I don't know. She was. She was like ninety two when I was born, or something. Was she like so, a like a fortune teller, or a... she sounds like she should have been, right? Uh, I remember 
vaguely going to her house once with my parents on some sort of trip. And she gave my brother and I, like, I don't know if you remember, but there were those, like, little basketball or, like, ring toss games that were, like, handheld. Oh, and yeah. And they were, like, full of water. Oh, yeah. Yeah. You try yeah. to get the little rings into the hoops or whatever. Yeah, exactly. And that's Absolutely. my only, uh, that's my only memory with Great Aunt Zola. Wow. She sounds like a winner, though. Yeah. I, I'm, I'm confident she was. Oh, she also had a parrot. Oh, that's so sick. Yeah. So, hoop game, parrot. I would have loved to have met this magnificent Zola. Yeah. Dang. Anyway, the movie Zola. Yeah, it's it's nothing like that. Nothing at all? <laughs> no. <laughs> but it's it was really, really good. So I knew nothing about it other than it was an A24 movie, just because I mm-hmm. followed them on social media and they were talking about it. But I didn't watch any trailers. I didn't really, I didn't know anything. But my friend, Allie, had been talking to me about it. And she was like, she told me that it was based off of this sort of epic Twitter thread that went viral <laughs> in 2015. Um <laughs> By okay. this by this woman named Ad Zola something, uh, and so and so she's like, and they're making a movie about it, and I, and she was like, do you want me to send you the the Twitter thread? Like it's insane, and I was like, no, let's just go see the movie, and mm-hmm. so that's what we did. Didn't know anything about it, and the movie just blew my mind. Like it was it was a crazy story that you know said that it was mostly true, and like at the beginning, you know, mm-hmm. and uh, speak with this movie anyway i'm not gonna no transition yet no segue um (laughs) sorry so anyway the movie was great i loved it it like it like floored me it's like one of those times when you get out of the theater and you're just like you're just jazzed you know and Mm -hmm. i love that feeling it was great love the movie like four and a half stars if i go see it again it could be a five star movie whoa it could That's be. I don't stars. know. I but I. It's hard for me to give a movie five stars on the first viewing. I think we've sure. talked about this. Anyway, so I then went back and read the Twitter thread and the Rolling Stones article about the Twitter thread that kind of like clears up some rumors or whatever. Mm-hmm. And it's insane. It's a wild, wild ride. And uh, now I've I've been given a link to this other person's account of the story, and so now I'm excited to read that side of it too, which is you know all fun but the reason why it reminded me of peen is Uh because it's a movie about strippers that's all i'll tell you okay and there are no boobs in the movie but there are about half a dozen peens which like you know talk about revolutionary like that's how often does that happen quality right there right i mean i mean that's just crazy like it's literally a movie about strippers and there are there are no boobs in this movie there's a lot of ass shots sure there's a lot of ass shots but like everything, you know, all the all the naughty bits are covered. But yeah, there are like some. There are probably like six, just like close up, dick oh, shots, right. just peens on screen. Yeah, the full screen. It's 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 in one sequence. It's like a montage of peens, and for you know like five or ten seconds, it's just like it's just dicks, just a couple of them. Maybe not even six. Maybe it was like three. But still, it was more than more than the, more people more than the average movie. Boo boos, you know. Wow, that's impressive. Go see the movie though; it's really good, like really I'll good. See, I'll see what I can do about that. Yeah, it was a, a really fun time in the theater, and uh, you know what else I wish I had seen in the theater? What What do you wish you'd seen in the theater? Butch Cassidy and the Sundance Kid, because there wouldn't have been ads at the theater. Hey that's a segue. That was a pretty good. I think that was my first. No, one. That was a good one. That was your first. Uh, that was your first on mic segue, and I think yeah. that was a good one. I'm pretty happy with that. Thank you. Thank you. Did you put in applause? I, I just assumed that you did. Yeah, I'll see what I can do about that. Okay. Okay. Like, cool. Like I didn't put it in right now, but that's because we're actively recording. 
Oh, that. Okay, I understand how it works now. But maybe, like, I'm a pretty good editor. Yeah. I'm gonna put a pause there too. Ah. Um. So yeah, I'll see what I can do about applause. Okay. Excellent. But yeah. Butch Cassidy and the Sundance Kid. This is my first time seeing right. it. I was just about to ask that. Yeah, I saw this with my my. Okay, this is funny. My uh, grandmother. My grandparents have this really beautiful house in Tennessee, and mm. they have like uh, a movie room. Like this is nice. This is their. They built this house like for, for their retirement, and they're fucking pumped about it. But they have this movie room that's really beautiful. It's got like six big leather reclining seats that are awesome. So we watch a lot of movies there. They watch a movie like every night, mm-hmm. and every time we get, we spend a lot of time up there. The last time that Mikey and I went down there together, my we like stayed with my grandparents just just with us for a few days. So every night, like they showed us one of their favorite movies. So we watched Casablanca and mm-hmm. this, and I don't know, like Out of Africa, some other Robert Redford movie that I didn't like. But this was the best one that we watched. And my grandmother gets really excited when she watches movies. She just like she's just a bad audience member, and so she like spoiled three different moments in this movie. Like like towards the beginning, there's a, the scene where uh, Sundance goes to see his who we later learn is like his wife. But there's like that whole scene. It's like very tense, and you don't mm-hmm. know that they know each other, and it looks like Sundance is being a weird perv, and like. Halfway through that scene, me and Mikey are like sitting there uncomfortable, like, oh, we thought we liked Sundance Kid. And then she <laughs> my grandmother just goes, I bet you think that that they don't know each other, huh? And we were like, Nani, what the fuck? Like, why do you spoil the movie for us? Yeah. But yeah, that was the last time I saw this movie. And this is My mom kid. does a similar thing when Jersey and I are watching movies with her. Ugh. But less I don't know, I'm trying to think of a specific example, but there'll be a person who's gonna betray the team in whatever movie mm. at some point later but he'll show up on screen and my mom will just be like he's a bad guy <laughs> i was like what why would you say that we haven't seen this movie that's so frustrating it doesn't frustrate me as much as when mikey is watching a movie with me for the like a new movie for the first time and she goes who is that and I go, mm-hmm. I don't know, Mikey. Like we, I'm watching the same movie that you're watching. Mm-hmm. We'll figure it out. Uh, yeah. So what'd you think? What'd you think? Did you like it? I liked it. Paul oh, Newman yeah. and Robert Redford. What a team. Movie stars. You know, they don't make them like that anymore. Another good uh, Newman Redford flick is The Sting. If you've seen The Sting, I haven't actually. It's been on my list forever. I've just never gotten around to it. I haven't seen it in a very long time. Probably since I was like. 12 so hmm. i don't really know much about it but i know it's one of my parents favorite yeah that's one yeah. That, that they have on blu-ray nice yeah i'll have to check that one out i i love uh paul newman i mean robert redford's great too i've seen him in a lot more stuff but paul newman was he was he was a babe they're all babes you know mm-hmm. good looking good looking cast those dudes just feel like movie stars and, and maybe like it's a weird thing like you know people who feel like movie stars are movie stars so mm-hmm. like do they feel that way because that's what they are or are they that because they feel that way you know that's that's one of those like chicken or the egg questions but i feel like like uh you know like you don't get that sort of chemistry and i don't know i assume so i don't know if paul newman and robert redford were like you know, the movie stars that they are today, back then. I assume that they were probably, like, pretty big names to be in this movie. I know um, Paul Newman, at least, was a big household name at the time. Yeah, maybe Yeah, maybe Robert Redford was a little younger. I don't know. 
But there's um, a there's a little fun fact about that is that uh, someone else who was more famous than Paul Newman, who I don't even know his name today, was originally cast as the Sundance Kid. Oh yeah. And since he was more famous than Paul Newman, the movie was originally going to be the Sundance Kid and Butch Cassidy. Oh, weird. But then that guy dropped out and they replaced him with Robert Redford. Now Paul Newman was the more famous one. So they switched the title around so that Paul Newman could have top billing. That's so dumb. Can you imagine if they called it the Sundance Kid and Butch Cassidy? Yeah, like, it sounds so stupid. It sounds like a letdown, like Butch Cassidy and the Sundance Kid. You know, that sounds Ooh, fucking hell yeah. rad. Mm-hmm. The Sundance Kid and Butch Cassidy. No, thank you. Would they have, like, changed the movie about and made, made Sundance, like, the leader of the posse, you think? Like, what the fuck? It's, I don't know. That's don't bonkers. Know that. That is a that is a fun fact. I don't remember what I was saying though. Oh yeah yeah, the last movie I saw that like kind of gave like the same movie star duo energy was uh, Once Upon a Time in Hollywood with Leo mm. and Brad Pitt. Like that's like that's like the magnitude that that this movie feels like it has. You know, mm-hmm. like you just see those two on screen together and you're just like yeah, those guys belong in a big action western together. Like that's awesome. And that's how it feels. This whole movie is just awesome. Everything about yeah. it. I love, I love, love, love the opening in sepia tone. Like that whole opening sequence with him like checking out the bank and being like, what happened to the old bank? It got robbed too much. And he says, what, what did he say? He's like, <laughs> it was beautiful though. Yeah. 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 He says, uh, small, sounds like a small price to pay for beauty or something like that. And it's just like, I love that. And then the whole, the whole sequence with, with Sundance playing the poker game or whatever. Mm-hmm. And like it's just a like a close up shot on of him, and you just see this other guy in the foreground, and then he stands up, and you see see he has a gun. It's just like it's such a tense scene. It's just what a great way to open that movie, like that that whole little sequence, and then it like fading into color while they're like riding through the landscape. Like mm-hmm. wow, that movie just gets you, sucks you in, and it just doesn't. It's a thrill ride right after that. Never never lets up. Like literally, it's. Very good. Another another fun fact, actually, about the opening scene. I don't know if you stuck around through the credits, but one of those uh, card players is young Sam Elliott. Really? I didn't see yeah. that. Yeah, I That's saw funny. that, and I was like, wait, who who was he? That's hilarious. You never see him. And so he, he was the one that you don't see? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and I, uh, at the time, he had no mustache, which mm. I don't know if you've ever seen Sam Elliott without a mustache, but he is getting on unrecognizable. Yeah, that's weird. I don't think I have. What's your favorite Sam Elliott movie? All I can think of right now is The Big Lebowski. That's the only correct answer as far as I'm concerned. Honestly, I've only seen it once, and I know it's like a, it's a Coen Brothers movie. Yeah. And those you kind of have to watch a couple times. Not always, but this one. In my yeah. experience. Yeah. I didn't I, I didn't uh, super groove on it the first time I watched it. Yeah. It's because you didn't get it, huh? I probably. <laughs> now this movie movie took me like three three viewings to really appreciate, and then at some point it just clicked, and I was like, "Oh, this is a masterpiece." But you mm-hmm. kind of have to know more about, at least I think you do. You have to know a little bit about like the sort of neo noir drama or genre, because it's it's mm-hmm. riffing on a lot of like the old sort of like hard boiled detective fiction, you know, like like the the Big Sleep sort of thing. It's like basically the Big Sleep, but for a stoner. Mm-hmm. It's like, what if you put a stoner in this mystery and he has to solve it? And mm-hmm. it's like, it's just really, really good. I, I love that movie. But yeah, Sam Elliott's great in it. But yeah, sorry, what were you saying? I was just going to say with the Coen brothers, a lot of the time, 
their movies leave me with the feeling of like, but why was it important that you tell me this story? Hmm. Interesting. What other ones have you seen? One that I do like is Oh Brother, Where Art, Where Art Thou? Oh, oh yeah, that movie's great. Burn After Reading. That's that one's Coen really Brothers, funny. Right? Yeah, that one's weird. What else is there? I know I've seen more. Throw some more at me. Let's see. Uh, Fargo. Have not seen Fargo. Watch the series a little bit. Okay, Fargo is really good. It. I'm trying to think of the ones that you might have seen. They did True Grit, the remake. That's a good one. Yeah. What I love is Ballad of Buster Scruggs. Oh yeah, that one's awesome. I really that love that really one too. Really good. Yeah, and then more. They did uh, Hail Caesar pretty recently as well. That one's a really I, interesting. Movie. I did like that one. I thought that was funny. Yeah. Their first and second movies are some of my favorites. There's Blood Simple, which is their first movie, which is also sort of a neo noir like mystery thing. It's really great. And then their second movie, which I think we've talked about, is Raising Arizona with mm, yeah, we Nick did Cage and that. Holly Hunter. Yeah, that's one of my favorite movies of all time. Yeah, I don't know. Now I like Miller's Crossing. I really love. Um, I haven't seen Barton Fink, but I want to check that one out. There's a handful that I haven't seen. Oh, they did uh, No Country for Old Men. Uh, that one's great. I I love the Coen Brothers. I mean, the I understand what you're saying, and like some of their stories, like like Inside Lewin Davis. Did you ever see that one? With uh, mm-hmm. yeah, that one's really good, and it literally like ends how it begins, which makes you think like, this did any of that happen? Like, what the mm-hmm. fuck was the point of it? Yeah. But it's more of just like, like I think a lot of their movies are like that, and that it has less to do with like the story, which is funny to say, or like the plot, you know, and more to do mm-hmm. with just like the the vibe, basically, like sure. the the characters and like the feeling of like just ha- like just the movie itself is the experience, I guess. And I think Big Lebowski's a lot like that. Mm-hmm. Fargo has that to some degree, but but not so much, and like Inside Lou and Davis for sure. But yeah, the Coen Brothers are like. I mean, they're masters, you know, mm-hmm. they're like <laughs> not they're not overrated because they are like, you know, unarguably some of the fucking best in the biz, you know. Yeah, I would not argue that they are very talented filmmakers. Yeah, no, for and, sure. And their movies are always like really good to look at. Oh, yeah. They got Roger Deakins to shoot all of their movies. He's like one of the best cinematographers of all time. Beautiful stuff. Anyway, Butch Cassidy and the Sundance Kid getting back on topic. Oh, yeah. I thought this movie was really good. I uh, I liked the pacing of it a lot. Uh, I thought it was just good classic Outlaws on the Run movie. My favorite scene for the whole movie was when they showed up at the first bank that they tried to rob in Bolivia. Yeah. And they're and just they, like, they can't talk, keep, like can't we're here Spanish. to rob the bank. And the guy just starts like rapidly speaking Spanish at them. <laughs> yeah. And Paul Newman just walks away. And then Robert Redford stays for a second and is like, uh, <laughs> like smiles, just smiles and walks away. That stuff's really good. Yeah, I mean, this movie's so wild in that, like, once they start being pursued by the law, it's like, I it just it literally doesn't let up. Like, there's there's so few times where anyone's allowed to catch their breath, and like, mm. I love that the like the gang that's that's chasing them is like this sort of like mystical, you know, always on the horizon, like mm-hmm. like just this constant threat. And it's just, it's really nerve wracking because like you fucking love those guys by the time they start being, getting in trouble. Not Mm -hmm. to mention E.H. Harriman, like fuck that guy, fucking capitalist swine. He doesn't need all that money. He didn't need all that money. Give a little to the people. He's telling this Woodcock guy, like, you need to die to protect my safe. You know, how fucked up is that? And then instead of just 
saying, uh, you know, hey, this is it. I've had enough. I'm going to, you know what? Fuck it. Just, let's just kill the guys. Let's just kill them. Mm-hmm. Fuck that guy. You know what? I, I, I hope that he gets robbed by other people, you know? Yeah, just no I'm sure he does. Oh, well, <laughs> I also loved when they got, uh, they were trying to get into the safe that Woodcock was guarding the second time. Yeah. <laughs> and he was like, just bring me more dynamite. Yeah. And they just blow up the entire train car. <laughs> yeah, that's real. There's like so many funny little moments in this movie. Like it's, it's just full of, of just little, little scenes that are just really like, they really fill out the world and the characters. Oh, what I thought was funny was the bicycle scene. Yeah. With uh raindrops keep falling on my head. Yeah. I was like, that'd be the equivalent of like having a, Cardi B song playing uh, because this movie came out in 1969 that was a very contemporary song yeah and it was just that was like it doesn't seem that weird to us because that's a to us that's an old song yeah playing in an old movie but like when this movie came out that'd be like having any contemporary modern song playing in a western I just thought that was funny and weird wow yeah I didn't realize that that song came out like that it was for that movie or like it was written that year that's wild. Yeah, I've got a very uh, special place in my heart for that song because, as you know, it plays in a wonderful sequence in my favorite movie, Spider-Man 2. Mm-hmm. So I love that song. But yeah, that's a that's a great scene. And like I love their their whole like weird triangle romance. They seem yes. to have this weird polyamorous relationship <laughs> where it's like not quite okay, but everyone's yeah. cool with it. Like there's I love some, there's that. There's some blurry lines. It's really sweet. Like, oh, it's so nice. Yeah. This is a great movie. Have you seen, uh, so like this movie was written by William Goldman, who's like known in Hollywood as being one of the greatest screenwriters of all time. So let me just list off some movies, see if you've seen any of them. I'm sure you have. Uh, the Princess Bride. The what and who? The. I'm just kidding. Princess yes, I've seen Bride. The Princess Bride. I mean, that's probably his most popular one. Let me look, actually. I thought I thought I had a list and then it was like not the same list. But he's written a bunch of shit, and he's really good. Oh, what's all this stuff? He wrote Misery. So he did he did mm. The Princess Bride and Misery back-to-back, which were both directed Ooh. by Rob Reiner. That's Heavy pretty hitters. Wild. Yeah, right? Oh. Um, Marathon Man. He did All the President's Men. He did The Stepford Wives. I guess that's it. I guess that's all. <laughs> I mean, it's a bunch of other stuff that I've never heard of. But you know, when you're I mean, knocking them out of the park that often. Yeah, for real. I mean, Butch Cassidy and Princess Bride alone is like that's all you. That's a that's a career in that's two films. That's pretty wild. Yeah, I wonder if any of these other movies are good. What is this one? Okay, he wrote this movie called Heat, but it's from 1986, so it's not the it's not the 1995 or whatever Heat with Robert De Niro, which would have been awesome because that's another great movie. But mm-hmm. all right. I don't know what else to say. It's a great movie. If you haven't seen it, you should watch it. It's beautiful. It's lovely. It's so nice and intense. I wow. was a little bummed that we didn't get a little bit more of the Hole in the Wall gang. Because I really yeah. liked them as characters. And that first scene where, uh, I don't know the character's name, but he played Lurch in the Adams Family TV series. Oh, yeah. When that guy comes up and like challenges Butch for leadership of the gang. <laughs> yeah. That's a great scene. That is a good scene. Yeah, I so I was... Uh... I don't remember where I was, where it is. Maybe you could tell me. But I went to the hole in the wall. I saw it hmm. from a distance. I didn't go up in it. It's like it's real It's real up there on the wall. But, yeah, in uh, Utah, we, we went and, and saw it. It was pretty cool. 
I don't know how yeah. often they hung up, like hung out up there, but look pretty nice. You looking it up? I'm looking it up right now. Nice. Yeah, inform uh, us. The hole in the rock. The hole in the rock. I do want to know more about like how much of this stuff actually happened. Like it says at the beginning, like most of this happened or whatever. But I'd like I'd like to know more about the real Butch Cassidy and the Sundance Kid. But then again, like they're probably they almost definitely weren't as charming as Paul Newman and Robert Redford. So like, do I really even care about them, or do I just care about knowing more about these characters that I love so much? It's hard to say. You know what I want? I want the sequel where they go to Australia. <laughs> yeah, where they they manage to fight their way. Yeah, through I'm, the army. Yeah. The or they don't even army. have to bring it up. You know, just like they set up the sequel. Like, let's see it. I want it. <laughs> You ever watch Butch and Sundance the early years? No, I haven't. I haven't either. Obviously, I haven't watched. I Sounds hadn't watched this lame. one until. Sounds like Young Indiana Jones, which was also lame. I don't know anything about it except that it was referenced in Bill and Ted's uh, Bogus Journey. Oh, Bill nice. and Ted 2. Well, good stuff. Good film. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So you watch anything else this week? You up to date on Loki? Up to date on Loki. We've also been watching Dave which is good. It's on FX, Hulu. on Hulu. Mm-hmm. Um, really like that about the rapper, Lil Dicky. It's hilarious. Lil Dicky. Yeah, I highly recommend it. It's really short. Like, there, there's only, I mean, it's it's just, it's season two right now is going on. It's just, it's really good. It's one of the funniest nice. shows I've seen. It's like a, I don't know. That's all I've got to say about that, I guess. But, um, yeah, watching that, we watched Luca last night. That was cute. Huh. How'd you like that? I thought that, I, was a, that was a good one. Yeah, I liked it. I liked it a lot. I thought it was, uh, it was really nice, and it like didn't didn't seem like it was trying so hard mm-hmm. to be like a really good like Pixar movie. You know, it was just like they just made a cute little movie, and it worked. Yeah, the director said he was heavily inspired by Studio Ghibli movies, and I was like, yeah, I get that. Oh, nice. Yeah, that's really sweet. It's very Ghibli. It's just a small story about kids being kids. Yeah, Mikey up pointed out that she hadn't seen like a a, a Pixar movie where two boy characters were like. Like had such a nice relationship. Mm-hmm. She feels like that we don't see that a lot. Like a real, you know, like they cried at one point. Like that was cute. Yeah. Yeah. That was a good movie. Enjoyed that. And then what I haven't been watching is uh, the TV show that I'm supposed to watch because I forgot what it was called. <laughs> and I for- I got real busy last week and watch it. What is it called? Is it Good, good Omens? Omens? Okay. So you didn't forget. No. Nah. I kind of forgot, though. But that's not the reason why I didn't watch it. I, I could have found it, but <laughs> it's been busy. How many episodes are there? Six. All right. Well, I'll try my best, but if we don't, if I don't get to all of it, I'll at least watch half of it. And then, mm-hmm. and then we got to watch do, all of it, though. And then we can do the other half the following week. Yeah, all right. I'll try my best, but six six episodes is a lot. Like, that's that's a big time commitment, you know? I mean, it is. I when, To be fair, when I recommended it, I thought there were like hour and a half episodes, but they're just hour episodes. So well, still, that's all, I mean, little, that's all I expected. But. It's a little less time. Still, six hours is a lot. I mean, yeah, it's all, it could only be one hour a day. Yeah, I'll try, but that's still a lot. I got other things going on, you know? Yeah, but it's fun. You'll like it. I know, but I just like, I don't it's hard for me to watch TV shows, especially so quickly. Yeah, they're I not made it. to be consumed that way. My human brain is not capable of processing so much information in such a small amount of time. I get it. I mean, yeah, they're they're long. It, for some reason, there's a, also a big difference between watching like an hour long piece of television that's an hour with ads because that's only like really forty three minutes. Right. 
and then watching something that's an actual solid hour long yeah just feels so much longer to me yeah i'll give it a go though we'll see but you know whatever we'll, we'll play it by ear we'll see how it works yeah i've watched the first two episodes already nice but yeah how you how you liking loki i got caught up on it loki's good Gosh, the first three episodes last week and watch the new episode this week. Nice. Yeah, I was real sad at the end of last episode, but then I was like, hold on. I know that there's a post credit scene this time, so let's stick let's around. Yeah. We got some, we got Noble Loki, Classic Loki, Kid Loki, and Alligator Loki. That's what I've heard. That's really funny. But um, what was, uh, there's been a lot of theories on TikTok about like what's, what's going on. And it's interesting because everyone's saying, like, oh, well, this is obviously going to set up the multiverse. Because, you know, mm-hmm. the new Doctor Strange movie directed by Sam Raimi is called The Multiverse of Madness or whatever. Mm-hmm. So then there, people are just like, so it's pretty much confirmed that Toby and Andrew Garfield are going to be in the new Spider-Man movie. And I guess now they're thinking that Willem Dafoe is going to be the main villain as a Green Goblin and unite the Sinister Six with mm-hmm. all of these other villains. Which is just, like, bonkers. Like, I can't believe this is what... We're coming to, you know? Yeah, we can we can hope. Be pretty crazy. I know that uh, Andrew Garfield gave kind of a weird interview where they, when they asked him, like, are you going to be in the new Spider-Man? And the only answer he gave was like, they have not called me. <laughs> he was like, yeah, but have they reached out to you in any way? He's like, I haven't gotten the call. <laughs> I was like, yeah, but have they have they spoken to you? He's like, look, I'm waiting for a call. They have not called me. <laughs> And I was like, this is, well, everyone was like, this is weird. Yeah. It's like, so did they email you? What's, I mean, it's what's obviously going to happen. Like, yeah. Like, there's no way they're not going to get those two to come back if they're getting all of their fucking villains. Like, they might not have a big mm-hmm. role, but they're going to be there. Well, yeah, because they have confirmed that they've cast, uh, who was Electra? Jamie Yeah, Fox. Jamie Foxx and, and uh, Alfred Molina, who played Doc Ock in Spider-Man 2. Yeah, it's like, confirmed. why would you bring those two in if you're not? At least planning to bring in yeah. Tobey Maguire and yeah, Andrew whatever. Garfield. It'll be cool, but I'm excited to see how that how Loki plays into that. And uh, yeah, it's like weird. I'm kind of excited about the MCU right now, but the only reason I'm excited is because I really like the TV shows they've been doing. Good and TV like, shows. Yeah, they're like better than all of their movies by far, if you ask me. It's just it's just an impressive series of films. I don't know what they're up to over now right now. 25 or 26 with yeah Black it's pretty wild and like you know we were talking mikey and i were talking about the other day like because of loki like you know he's been one of the one of the characters who've been around the longest mm-hmm. and it's just cool that they like signed all of these you know some of them at the time were like unknown actors to these huge contracts to keep them around for so long mm-hmm. and it's just a it's a really it's a really interesting thing but it also it's just like when will it end is this just our lives now? Maybe. Is cinema just a pulpy comic book experience now? Is that what we're doing? I wouldn't mind if it was just if like every other production company weren't trying to make their own cinematic universe. Yeah, like if it were just Marvel. Like if it were, even if it were like just Marvel and DC, like Yeah. But yeah, but it's now just gonna... everyone's like, let's just remake stuff or make continuations or Stuff from the eighties and nineties. I guess the real thing is I'm just sick of the superhero shit. Like like I, I really thought ten years ago, like, all right, well the superhero fad is gonna die down eventually because everything like dies down, you know? But mm-hmm. nope, we're uh we're just chugging along. Everything's gonna be superheroes until the end of time. The problem so. is that right now, and for the past decade and a half, Marvel's really good at making movies. 
They're fine. They're not like art, but they're funny and enjoyable, and people like to see them. Well, they're that's what I'm saying. It's like it's like because that's what they are, and I've got no problem with these movies. Like I like a lot of them. It's just they they make so much money at the box office that that's what everyone wants to see. Exactly. That's what everyone wants to make, and it is pushing aside smaller good movies mm-hmm. like Zola. You know, go yeah. see Zola. All right, y'all, go go see Zola. Don't watch any more fucking superhero movies. Don't see Black Widow. I can't imagine it adds anything. Ugh. Uh, yeah, do whatever you want. I don't care. I mean, here I am. I well, I don't pay for Disney Plus, but I enjoy it, and I'm like complaining <laughs> about the fucking Marvel Cinematic <laughs> Universe. Whatever. I don't know. DC is real bad at making movies. Yeah, I don't even want to talk about it. Whatever. Fuck it. I'm sleepy. All right. Go. That, that's it go for to, me, folks. Go to bed. It's almost uh, it's almost five there. Yeah. Yeah, it is about my bedtime. I'm going to trade out this uh, this knockoff LaCroix for, I don't know, uh, hard seltzer. Whew. That's what I'm going to I guess do. it is five o'clock somewhere. A soft seltzer for a hard seltzer. What an upgrade. Hey, everyone. Thanks so much for listening to this episode of Did We Just Become Best Friends? Yep. My name is Reese. My name is Brandon. And it's been a pleasure serving you. Join us next week. We're going to be talking about Good Omens or however much of it <laughs> at least half manages of it. to watch. <laughs> Probably at least one episode. I, I, w- I will. I can commit. I can promise that I will watch at least three episodes. Okay. But I will try to watch six. Maybe by the third one I'm hooked and it'll be a breeze. But I've got to find the time. It's a lot of fun. And they just announced that they're actually giving it a season two, nice. which is going to be based on the planned sequel book that never materialized very interesting i wonder if neil gaiman will have any involvement he does it was him and terry pratchett that wrote good omens i think but terry pratchett died yeah uh but neil gaiman is heavily involved in writing the season two and he's like this is what terry and i talked about before he passed about where we would want the story to go so it's exciting nice yeah that sounds fun and we'll see you then when we're talking about that peace and bye